Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most biased podcast network. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Gentlemen of the Sharon. How Goods Footy. Good for me. Mixed f- f- across the board. Yeah, it, look, there's some uh, there's some positives, but there's also some big negatives. Yeah. Um. Poor. Richmond. Yeah. That's, Richmond. That's, can we can we do this first? Yeah. Get it out of your system <laughs> and my system. Can't. <laughs> <laughs> Sean. I normally I normally don't go in for that because I'm normally a bit more restrained. Yeah. But they have done two things. Like you know, they're saying a week is a long time in football. Mm. It has been a week since yeah. we last recorded, and in that time, Richmond have been fuckheads like twice. Have done two things of just categorically stupid, dumb fuckery. What the fuck? Are you, like, what are you doing? What are you? What are you clowns doing? Thomas, start with the lesser one. Which one? Which one's the lesser one? They're both shit. The two things you're about to talk about, Tom, tied directly into each other, which cause one big fucking huge cunt thing that sends you're a right, very poor right. message. But there is one other thing, and that's Tom Lynch. And fuck you, Tom Lynch. Yeah. Stop hitting blokes. Stop hitting blokes. Yeah, the Tom Lynch thing, right? This this, this is the problem, right? So it actually, this will tie into that, and then the other thing will tie into the other things. Here we go. So the Tom Lynch thing... I've never seen a football club handle a bloke punching a dude in the guts worse. And I barrack for Geelong, Mm. where Tom Hawkins does that Mm. every three weeks. But every time Tom Hawkins does it, Chris Scott comes out and goes, yeah, he can't keep doing that. We don't like that. We don't want him to do that. That's not something we support him doing. Meanwhile, Tom Lynch punches people. Jack Rewald and Damien Hardwick come out and go, well, no, we like that bit of aggression from Tom. You know, we want him playing on the edge. What the fuck does that even mean you dumb fucking idiots that is the most macho dumb big brawny bullshit old school stupid brian taylor ish idea that i've ever fucking heard it's this buffheadery dumb shit and damon damien hardwick who is the coach of a football the head coach of a football club all he has to do there, right? It's not hard. He doesn't have to do a lot. He doesn't have to rip shreds off Lynch. He doesn't have to do anything. He just has to say, we don't want him doing that and move on. That's it. But instead, he beca- he's an idiot. Do you know what a good message to send? Do you know what, an easy way for this to be? Is All right, cool. Tom Lynch, um, if you do that again and you get reported, we're not going to appeal it. Whatever you cop, you cop. That's it. 
that would send a message. But Tom, what have they? What do they keep doing, or what have they done again this week? Well, now see, you, you're actually conflating two issues here, Joel, because they didn't actually appeal the Tom Lynch one. He was referred directly to the tribunal by Michael Christian, who's a big coward. Mm. Piss week by Chris O. Yeah, and you know where I stand on that fuckwit. Oh, we know where you stand on that one, Sean. We know where you Don't stand. Don't make me say it or think it again, Chris O. Have a backbone, you spineless yep. fuck. Yeah. All he had to do was <sighs> suspend him for a, cite him a third time, and it would be an automatic suspension. Instead, he just pissed his pants and sent him to the tribunal, and it just it just bucks the like. Why why do I have any faith in him as the match review officer now? If he's going to handball yep. off the tricky call. So, uh, quote Sean, if I'm losing faith in Chris, I assume everyone else is, and he's a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, not to detract from the real cunts here. Yes. Um, Richmond. Which, the is, Richmond not a, which is not a club. word I use a lot. It's not a word I use a lot on this show. You both do. You use it. If we, if we did a tally <laughs> per episode, I might get one. You guys would get 20 in the first 20 minutes. Oh, it depends what we're talking about. Yeah. Nah, it doesn't. If Port Adelaide... <laughs> Or Collingwood come up. Yeah, maybe we get somewhere to upwards of 100 to 150 cunts. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the issue I take is that, so Damien Hardwick is presented here with an opportunity and Richmond as a football club over the last couple of years are often lauded for the way they do things off the field. That, you know, mm-hmm. Dustin Martin's babysitting the kids. They're a family first club. They're a good club. You know, Clarko, at uh, Clarko, Hardwick wants, you know, Jack Higgins making jokes because they're not the traditional, you know, boys club, footy club. It's this image of this new era of footy clubs that they've been pushing for a number of years on the back of their premiership success. On that, I do respect it because it kind of goes straight in the face of the crowbots. It really is like a massive oh, yeah. fuck you to that lifestyle. And that's good. I like it. I love it. I love the idea that you have football coaches and football teams. I think Fagan's a really good example of it. I think Stewie Jew at the Gold Coast is a good example. I think Chris Scott's a good example. Busher went into bat for his boys this weekend in the perfect example of that new era of coaching where it's not just about giving someone a a three-quarter time spray and kicking it long up the guts like all those old – again, all those old Channel 7 commentary buff heads want you to do. Mm. So Hardwick. Right, he's the head coach of this club that's been building this reputation and he has an, is- an incident where one of his players keeps doing dumb shit. All he has to do is say, as you said, a great lesson, you know, just cop it, Tom. We don't want you doing that. We don't like you doing that. You know, you don't have to agree with that, but publicly that's, what, that's the message you need to send. You need to send the message to supporters and to boys and to young men that that kind of bravado, false swagger, masculine bullshit doesn't fly. That's all he has to do. Instead, yeah. Hardwick doubles down on it, brags about how they want their players playing close to the edge with aggression, which is just dumb as shit. Yeah. I've never seen a player rewarded for playing with super aggression all the time, except maybe what Mel, uh, <laughs> Martin Pike. That's probably it. Pike, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they did in the early 2000s or late 90s, but the game's not the same anymore. No, that's not what it is anymore. It's not a game of that. And and again, you have these commentators bemoaning the fact that, oh, the game's getting too soft. No, you're from a game where, like, you've got players now who can't remember their names. Like, this, is, this isn't the game anymore. It's a different yeah. environment. It's 2020. And all Damien Harduk has to do is take the high road. He said he doubles down. And when David Schwartz rightly comes out and criticizes Lynch and sort of the culture, not in a harsh way, he doesn't say, Lynch, you're a piece of shit, you should be set on fire. It just says, needs to pull his head in a bit. I think it's a bit stupid. 
Hardwick decides rather than go, I disagree with Ox, you know, whatever, I'm move on, decides to embolden his claims of being the biggest machoist fuckhead at a football club by having a crack at a guy for getting emotional during a losing grand final from 20 years ago. And not only that, but having a crack at a guy who has a really publicly debated battle with depression. Like, Hmm. what the fuck are you doing, Hardwick? And everyone going, oh, you know, Barrett going, oh, you know, it's just two blokes having a chat. Shut up, Barrett. Shove your glasses down your own throat, you pencil-dicked fuck. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm angry. <laughs> fuck you, Barrett. I'm angry. So that that's one thing. So you have that happening. So you have this club that lauded itself for ages in the space of a week has just undone all of that work. Like, are we literally going back to, oh, you cried on a footy field, therefore, therefore you're weak? Emotions are weak? We've just had guys like Tom Boyd. Like, the AFL this season did an incredible thing where they had that Hamish McLaughlin um, – series last time I cried, which is getting players to talk about moments when they're emotionally vulnerable. Fuck, that is so good. That is what we need. And then yeah. Hardwick comes out and he's like, I'm a man. Fuck. I want to punch him so bad. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I didn't see a retraction or an apology from him or from Richmond. So they yeah. just let that fly. Yeah, absolutely they is did. fucking staggering. As soon as he said it, I was like, oh boy, he'll be back on before the end of the news with an apology. <laughs> like Brendan Gale or Peggy Peggy O'Neill would have called him up and said, fucking apologise straight away, dickhead. No. But they didn't. So, no. Richmond, they're off, they're off the rails. I hope to God they don't win a fucking premiership this year. Cunts. So, another thing that Richmond did was they got lauded for getting the AFLW licence ahead of Hawthorne and Essendon um, on the back of good sort of community engagement. Let's be honest. They got it because they're a big club. Um and they're, you know, praised for the work that they've done. And there was a lot of there was a lot of reporting before the start of the AFLW season with photographs of the Richmond Footy Club training as one collective unit. They are not the only football club that do that, but apparently, according to the Herald Sun, Richmond are the only football club that support women's footy in this way. So Thanks, Herald Sun. With all of the cuts <laughs> Thanks, thanks, Herald Sun, you fucking dog shit paper. <laughs> Yeah, the fingers on the pulse, as always, Harold, son. Stupid oh, fucks. Toilet paper. Yeah. Absolutely. My ass deserves better, Sean. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so so in COVID, there's been obviously a lot of redundancies and a lot of massive impacts um, that have happened across the AFL. The other day, they've announced major redundancies Australia-wide. It's really fucking bad. It's awful. And we hope that when we get out through this, things can rebuild again. So Richmond announced very quietly mind you, it was sort of buried amongst some other shit, announced um, that they would not be putting forward a VFLW team for 2021. Now, be very clear, this isn't for this year because people are saying, oh, but the VFL team didn't play this year either. Yep, that's correct. Neither the VFLW or the VFL team for Richmond played this year because there's no footy. Yes. But for next year, they have said there will be no VFLW side no mention on that. They're still going to have their AFLW side, but no VFLW team for the 2021 season due to cost reasons. Now, sick. boys, do you know what happens when you win a flag? Do you know what the AFL give you? Money. Heaps of it. Yeah. Do you know when you win two? Oh, even more money. Do you know what happens when you have membership exceeding 100000 for several years? Uh, Sean, I reckon you get a lot of money from that. Yeah. So... Richmond made a profit of $4.1 million last year. Mm-hmm. You can look it up. You can you can look up Richmond's books because it's public knowledge. You can yep. check it out. They are they are gutting their women's program because of 
Cost-cutting reasons. Okay, all right, look, it's shitty. Don't do it. But then, but then, tonight, they have the audacity to gamble $20,000 on the back of two $500 fines for staging that I will absolutely be stunned if they're overturned. So not, not suspensions. They are challenging fines. And you know what? I can mm. kind of almost see the logic in their brain. Um, the, the players who have been fined have received death threats, and I think a person was actually arrested today for it. That's not what we're about. Fuck off. Don't do that shit. So you can see the internal workings being like, well, if we fight the bands, maybe that'll change the rep. No, no. Just tell the players to stop doing dumb shit. Let them cop the fines. Don't announce you're, you're getting rid of your VFLW side as as you're then spending money doing fucking what, who knows fucking what, when you've recorded a profit. Like, Brisbane, Sean, correct me if I'm wrong, aren't challenging any suspensions because they don't have the coin and they've not announced they're cutting their yep. women's footy department. Oh, I, I would hope that we would never, ever do that. And so not, not department. We actually, but- value, we actually value the, the women's football program. Obviously, Richmond don't. Like, no. how can you how can you be that wealthy as a club and not like it's not like they invest I don't know what they invest, but I can't imagine it is an enormous amount into that program. No. And even so, why why scrap it straight away? Why not be like, oh, it's looking likely that we might have to, and then r- let your members rally. You've got a hundred thousand members. Ask some of them to give up a coffee and pay five bucks and see how much money you can raise. Like they didn't even try and do a fundraiser to keep the program going. That's fucking bullshit, man. But but I, I haven't seen any other any any other club say they're not doing a VFL season for their women's team next year. They're the only club that I've seen. You may you may find that some follow now. But for fuck's sake, like they didn't even they, they didn't even try and fight to keep it going. I just think it's bullshit. My I don't know if I told you this before. My cousin actually is part of that team. So I don't know what happens with her footy career now. Fucking hell. Well, so here's the thing. So they keep their AFLW license and the AFLW season will happen next year. So Richmond will still have a team in the Nation League nationally. But for a team like Richmond that are developing and didn't win a lot of games and need a bit of cohesion, surely having that next – like one thing we've noticed this year is that there's been issues with keeping players fit because or letting players find form again. Just to gut a community level program because you can't afford it. Like, what are they fucking spending all that money on? Like, it's just, it just, in a week where they've shown that they're, that they actually are okay to be part of the boys club dog shit footy idiocy that pervades the AFL like a fucking cancer, they've then backed it up by fucking over a massive part of their women's footy. Like, Hawthorne and Essendon would be filthy right now, considering they missed out on the license that Richmond got. I just wonder if the AFL should have stepped in a bit here and said to Richmond, well, if you're going to fucking do that, we're going to just take your license away. Because if you don't appreciate and respect it, we'll give your license to another club that's willing to put in and do it. Mm. There's still, there's still, there's no word on whether the men's VFL season team is being scrapped. What a surprise. Uh, there was some word on that yesterday. Oh, there was? I can tell you for sure that for next season, Brisbane's reserves comp, the um, NEFL, the NEAFL, the NEFL, yeah, that's gone. It's finished. Fuck. They're coming to the VFL, aren't they? They're now merging with the with the VFL. Yeah. As like an so Eastern, I don't know, that's just, like Eastern League? Yeah, an Eastern, 
an Eastern League, I guess, yeah. But it'll still be called the VFL, presumably. In fact, almost certainly <laughs> it would be called the VFL. It should be called the um, VEFL. But that just creates headaches. It's like, so now you've got Brisbane Reserves players who, what, have to travel to Melbourne every other week for, for a VFL game. Oh, that's interesting. There's going to be more curtain raises, they think, is probably well, the only positive to come That'd be kind of good. Yeah. But there's a lot of teams in the NEFL that we don't know whether they're going to survive. So you've got, you know... You've got your Brisbane and your Gold Coast and your Giants and your Swans. But then you've got teams that are like, ha- have a huge history, like Southport, Southport Sharks. Like, it's very unclear whether that club even survives and is part of the VFL now. So, who fucking knows? Yeah. There's, also, there's also stuff around the fact that there are teams that have colours and branding very similar to teams already in the VFL. I know there's a thing around... Redlands, who are basically were a red sash that is the Bombers colours. Yeah. I don't know, man. Well, what's the Bombers VFL team? Bombers. Are they still with Bendigo or have they got their own team now? No, it's Bendigo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I um, don't know what's going to happen. There's, we don't know. There's all sorts of shit's going to go on between now and then. Um, the takeaway for this whole thing, though, is that Damien Hardwick is a fucking idiot, that Richmond as a club need to do a fuckload better and it's really fucking disappointing. It's not like it's not angry. It's just like you've got a club that's the most powerful, biggest club. Have you noticed around this whole like ISO lockdown hub life, the club that seems to be complaining the most has been Richmond. Yeah. Yep. It's like, I'm sick of them. Come on. Lift. Lift. You can't win a premiership because you don't get to play in your backyard. Look, this will all be justified because I suspect that both players will get off of the staging stuff because of the threats and stuff like that. They'll just do it to make a point. I don't like that. Yeah, well, that's you got to separate it. Yeah, the- no, I, I look. I agree. I think I, I, I reckon initially they probably wouldn't have, but with the arrest today, on one hand, like on one hand, you do have to separate it, but also you do have to think, like again. Richmond are doing shitty things. Yeah, yeah. Richmond are doing shitty things. However, it sounds like the stuff against Dylan Grimes. Reading the what the charges were, it sounds like basically this person has worked out where Grimes's family lives, and is basically going, "I'm going to go in there and kill your wife because you cost my team four points." At the end of the day, and this is the other thing that infuriates me infuriates me about that whole playing aggressive and close to the edge is that we love footy. Footy is a game. There's so much more important shit going on in the world right now. I love footy to death, but you don't need to be playing this pseudo psychotic elbow out kind of ridiculous style of football. I don't like it. I don't. I don't. And when Tom Hawkins does it, I, I fucking hate him for doing it because he does it all the time and he's a big dumbass. But our coach calls him a dumbass. Anyway, I'm angry, but I'm feeling better. Thank you, boys. So yeah, it just means that like sometime in the future he'll have to play on someone like Mitch Robinson, who doesn't seem like he's going to forget this. Can't wait for that. Do you know what? Do you know what needs to happen? Not necessarily fighting Lynch. Just he's running into an open goal, and someone just comes from nowhere and just tackles him beautifully, and then he doesn't get a kick. Just someone shutting him down, like Harris Andrews, just tucking him into bed, giving him a little kiss on the head, and going, "Good night, mate. No more goals for you." Tom, Witho, Witherden. Oh, Oof. that'd be so good, Sean. That'd be so good. And yeah. then, and not doing anything like not rubbing his face in it. Just tackle him and very fairly go back and take the kick. Show him what a real man does. Mm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Fuck Richmond. Right. Let's get to some more positive stuff, like the round that was. So, Friday night, Carlton. Just speaking of putting to bed, Carlton. Just uh, good night, Gold Coast. Sweet dreams. 
no finals this year, sorry. Finals for Carlton. Oh, it's <laughs> on. I'll tell you what. It is so on. <laughs> I did a ladder predictor today. Yep. Just quickly, the ladder predictor on the AFL website, when you search for it, it just says ladder predictor coming soon. We're at the end of August. <laughs> when are you going to implement the ladder predictor? That thing gets so much traffic, particularly from me and Tom. I know that we use it heavily. <laughs> oh, mate, I'm, I'm. So I just typed in ladder predictor into Google and used like a different. There's a, a different people, different website. Oh, I'm so like, glad yeah, there's one out there. I'm jonesing for some predictions, Sean. <laughs> oh, mate, I've done it a few times now, and every time I've done it, the grand final has been the same. Brisbane and Geelong. Oh, yeah. can't wait to not be friends for a week after that game. <laughs> oh, Tom, the friendship is yeah, it's on the rocks already. It's, it's, <laughs> it's getting dangerous. What? Do you know what I love? Can we just be real though? We all know that if. Brisbane beat Geelong, I would still be your friend immediately after the game. Whereas if it was the other way around, we wouldn't be able to talk for two weeks. Tom, I reckon you say that. I will take a leave of absence to go find myself. (laughs) I reckon you'll be hurting more than you expect if Brisbane beat Geelong at a grand final. I would absolutely be hurting, but the next day I'd be able to be friends with Sean, whereas I know it'd be at two weeks minimum. (laughs) um, I think the only way that you and Sean recover from that is you admit that Geelong are cunts and that, yeah, it was a dirty game and that's fine and you just enjoy your premiership quietly. Just just know that if that's the case, that however it goes, one of us will be like trying to talk down the wind to the other one and Dusha will just be copying a barrage of messages. (laughs) Like, how fucking good was that? Uh, I, if Brisbane win, I'd I'd be fine. I'd be uh, I'd be civil. I would just come into recording that Monday with like a tattoo on my head that says "suck shit, Tom." <laughs> Brisbane for life. Ball just faking his face over yours. <laughs> oh fuck! Hi, right, Tom. Have you forgotten? I'm sure you have forgotten. Geelong are probably just about premiership favourites now. Are you starting to uh, get a bit concerned about your hair? Because you've gone that extra mile than everyone else. You're going Gary Ablett ball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, it'll be the sweetest head I've ever had. It's also funny. Like, <laughs> Tom, you've gotten your whole family involved. Like, Jacob knows about it as well, which means that there's uh, yeah. Terrence will be there as well. Like, there's no getting out of this. I, I had to What's sit down and tell my girlfriend the other day, just just explain to her, look, just so you know, I made this bet before we met, but <laughs> if Geelong uh, win a premiership, I'm going to be bald for about a month. How do you feel about that? All right. So I did the I did the ladder predictor. Yep. Yes. And um, I've, I've got Carlton making the finals. Well, they've got That's a pretty huge. soft run home. So like they're a big chance. And the teams that they have to beat to make finals are also the teams that are like I guess They're playing right, yeah. So like yeah. Um, yeah. teams like Collingwood, uh, Giants, Carlton have both of those in the next coming weeks, and yeah, if they win those, and they've got they've got Sydney and Adelaide in the back half as well. Yeah, do you know who would love love to play finals? Eddie Betts. Oh, one last time. <laughs> oh, fuck man. Do you know who'd love playing fi- finals? Levi Casbolt's arms. <laughs> <laughs> it could be um, Carlton finishing eighth and Richmond finishing fifth. It could be Richmond Carlton. Oh, imagine, imagine, imagine if the good old Navy Blues got them back. Oh fuck! I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait for finals. Wait, didn't that happen? Yeah, it did. 
The last time that Richmond yeah. and Carlton played in a final was the year that Essendon got ruled out of finals for the drug scandal. And, oh, wait, no. Uh, was it? Yeah. Yes. No, it's Carl- exactly what you're about to say. Carlton finished ninth, yeah, ninth. Got and technically into got eighth. into the eighth. Richmond finished fifth. And, and Chris Judd exploded in the third quarter and put him to bed. Ah, oh, that's so So good. did a certain sneaky goal kicker who fired up the subway before the game. <laughs> uh, late Nick, Nick Digan smashed a meatball yeah, sub yeah, yeah. and was just sitting in the stands and then kicked three goals and retired. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he retired. Did he? No, I'm, that was his last game. He didn't. He retired next Are year. Are you sure? Yeah, I am positive. Fuck he didn't play hell. another game after that. Heroic. Um, I, look, I'm I, I'm now eighty five percent sure. I'd have to look right. it up. Jason, Jason will email us if I'm I wrong. have a feeling he played for three or four more years. <laughs> no, uh, I, I feel like he definitely Jason, let us he know. definitely dropped out. All right. So, uh, Carlton, fucking hell! If you're a Carlton supporter, get excited. Uh, if you're Gold Coast Suns supporter, first of all, wow, there's not many of you. Second of all, it's all right. Without those injuries, they are. Uh, Gonna be fucking dangerous next year. Can I talk about my my favorite thing of watching this game, and also the Saturday night game, which we'll get to as well, was just proves how bad Channel Seven as a commentary team are. When there seemed to be a bit of life lacking on Friday night, they just weren't their usual, um, you know, idiot selves, buffheads. Basically, is the term. I've, 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 that's my word of the week. Mm. But it's the perfect way to describe them. They weren't that on Friday. Um, and it was almost like they were being very careful because it was the start of Indigenous Round and there was a game in Darwin and their usual banter could have maybe been accidentally racist. How cooked do you have to be as a broadcast team to be like, guys, we've got to be really careful this week because if we're not, we'll probably say something offensive. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus. Right. Speaking of fuckwits... Melbourne third quarter efforts uh, because Western Bulldogs <laughs> just ended Melbourne's finals run. Oh, oh. oh not yet. T- Melbourne oh. is still a chance, but they are also Melbourne, so they are not a chance. <laughs> well, no. I really, really hope because uh, the game has been rescheduled now that the Essendon Melbourne game is taking place in the last round. Look, if Essendon can't make finals, but beating Melbourne means that Melbourne miss out as oh. well, I'd, I'd take that. That's, I'd love it. That's like a double win. Yeah, that's more than a win. That's eight points. Um, Uh, I'll tell you what's good though. Um, The Bont has really responded after I put him under the under the microscope a couple weeks ago. He heard it. He took it on board, and he went, "Fuck! I've just got to be better." I got a lift, and his last two weeks, it's been huge. (laughs) Got a lift from my favorite podcast. Uh, Mitch Wallace, the Napoleon Dynamite looking fuck, kicked four goals. <laughs> he should be in the All Australian team. Yeah, he's had a big year. As a, at full forward? Well, to be honest, right now I'd have him in like you wouldn't have Charlie Cameron in the team, you'd have Mitch Wallace. Yeah. He's he's been he's super been awesome. consistent. Which is in like yeah. the fact that he's been doing that too before while Norton was out and a lot of those guys have been in and out with injury and form. Yeah, the doggies. Yeah. Like who the fuck knows? Mm. They could smash us this weekend, or f- but they're a bit more better. They're they're bet they're more better. They're more yeah. reliable than Melbourne. If you were buying stock, <laughs> you'd buy the Bulldogs and you'd set fire to Melbourne. Yeah. Did you guys hear the pregame stuff that Bevo was doing? What was he doing? No. Oh, bloody hell! This is another masterstroke from the great. Uh, what well, from what some people call the great man. <laughs> <clears throat> 
Um, you're you're about he, to praise him because you can't realize you he, don't know why you hate him. There's no justifiable <laughs> reason. Because of where Melbourne and the Dogs are on the ladder, this is basically what they would call like an eight point game. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Like of it's, it's, it was huge. Yeah, Bevo got all the team together and showed them like footage from an old boxing match, and just the whole theme for the game was it's a boxing match and like it was this fighter getting knocked down but he keeps getting back up and oh. Bevo was just pumping them all up and even brought it out at half time the whole thing was just like boxing boxing Fuck. we've got to be like this guy I can't remember the guy's name but we've got to be like this guy we just never give up never give up and yeah apparently at half time he fired it up again and well they came out it worked Fuck it, it absolutely worked because yeah. Melbourne were all yeah. over them well Josh Josh Dunkley said he's never had a, a footy like a coach who can get everyone together and just pump them all up as much as Bevo. Well, and he just loves oh, playing for him. Sean, that's a big rap. There's going to be an ambush. Like, let's <laughs> not forget that. That is one of the most fucked yep. things. Imagine going into mm. a game that much of an underdog. In a final where no team is like, it's not like one of those situations where you're like, oh, the team just didn't turn up. A fucking final at the fucking Perth Fortress, hellhole itself, and y- your coaching strategy is like, listen, boys, we're fucked. Well, everyone thinks we're fucked, but we're not. In fact, there's going to be an ambush. We're coming for them. And then to win by fucking 60 points. <laughs> the best part about that story, though, is it's it's bookended because he used it in a preseason game when he first got to the club and they were playing like Collingwood or Hawthorne. And no one gave them any chance. This was pre-season. And he sat the players down and he said, boys, there's going to be an ambush. And then to roll it out again. Oh, what a hero. I was trying to remember. For some reason, I wasn't... a hun- Like, I remember the ambush, obviously. I wasn't 100% sure if it was a direct quote from him or if it was something that you had created, Tom, for <laughs> Sons of the West. Was it a direct Bevo quote? <laughs> it is. So, it's... No, it is a true story. I, I took that from an actual... Part that actually happened. Mm. Bevo has the dramatic speeches of a coach that I love and respect. Oh, and that's all I want to say about him. Oh, <laughs> he's capable of delivering a big speech. He also loves a skateboard. <laughs> oh, why did I hate him? I don't know. You, we don't know. Has it come up on the show? Like, does anyone remember? Have I ever said why? You... Someone email in if you remember why I hate Bevo. Because I'm not going to give up on it until I <laughs> do my research. Sean, we've never, ever found a reason for it. I, I mean, I personally haven't. He just ticks so many boxes for you. Did he ever say anything about Brisbane? <sighs> I don't know. Bevo's just got big dad energy, doesn't he? Mm. Yeah. I'm not there yet. <laughs> Still think he did something to wrong me. <laughs> I think he's done something. I think he's got something in his past that's hurt me. But um, until I remember it. Was it 2018? There was one year where Western Bulldogs were. It was after their flag. Kind of shambles. And I think that he made some like weird as choices. And maybe even was a little mm. fire, more fiery than usual in press conferences. Nah, so it was that, that whole thing something. where he was copying it. He was copying it from um, Barrett and he wasn't going to cop it. You should love him because he went to war with Barrett and won. That Yeah. That should make me love him. And yet... Here we are. I don't. Something's happened. I don't know. So, well, I'll figure it out. Don't worry. We'll, we'll get there. Next game. Battle of the coaches we hate. Because uh, Port Adelaide took on Hawthorne. Port won by 10 points. <laughs> was scary for them for a little bit. Did you see that final play from Zach Butters? I sure yeah, did. it was pretty good. It was fucking, fucking hell. So good. Yeah. 
that's the the most beautiful tap by Lysette to go. If I I've got to just let it get to like my chest height and just tap it down because he's only a little fella and he's going to be coming through fucking quick. And Clarko would be absolutely furious because it was just no one near him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the tap, the underhand tap. It was like he was delivering a oh. delivering a plate of footy. <laughs> 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 Champagne football, sir. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, good on them. I still hate Port, though. Yeah. I hate all their players. Yeah. I never want any of their players to come anywhere near Brisbane. Having said that, <laughs> if a certain big dicked full forward wanted to come up, full take. Yeah, uh, there's big rumors about that this week for some reason. Yeah, but do you know where the rumor came from? I don't know if it came from this person, but this is the person who's like spruiking it. Is Mark Rusciuto, who's yeah. a board member for the Adelaide. crosstown rival Adelaide Crows. So I don't think that's very ethical for him to be doing that anyway. No. This is where it's he's a real Eddie Maguire and that he shouldn't be on part of a board and in the no. media. No. It's it's, Rusciuto, Rusciuto does this whole thing too where like it's the whole thing where he was cr- having a crack at all those ex-Adelaide players for being like weak or yep. greedy or whatever shit and then like absolutely copped it from Greenwood and you know Cameron and Betts and all those yep. guys and it's like that doesn't help your brand at all mate you know and this is this is a week after Tex in an interview was like yeah I might not be at Adelaide I'd like to be but they might move me on yeah I'll like, tell you my prediction for what's going to happen with um Charlie Dixon he will one I reckon he'll 100% stay at Port Adelaide oh Absolutely. You see this all the time. This happened with Mitch Wallace last year. Brisbane thought they had him. It's it's a management trick to get more money or a longer contract. Yeah. I'd say he wants an extra year from Port Adelaide and they're not really budging. And so there's interest from Brisbane now. And then Port Adelaide will panic a little bit and they'll meet his terms. Classic it's, move. It's literally like that article that Kane Corns put out being like Essendon should go after Tom Hawkins. Because he's only he's comes out of contract at the end of the year. There's no contract deals really being done at the moment because of the COVID stuff anyway. So Rashudo, yeah. settle down, mate. You're you're the second best player to play yeah. for Adelaide, all right, mate? Fuck. Well, speaking of fuck, Essendon lost to Richmond. Um oh, buddy. and fuck there was some exciting moments. And fuck the commentary team. Before we get into the heartbreak, what's the vibe amongst us? I'd like to see that Dreamtime game up there every year. Absolutely. I think yep. awesome. Agree. It was sick. Agree. Absolutely agree. I don't think that the AFL... I mean, the AFL won't do it, A, because of money. Yeah. Because they know that they'll get 95000 at the MCG. But I think you have enough big games. Why can't you Why can't you give one back to fans? Yeah. It may be a contract issue. Well, I mean... Just bear that in mind. Uh, fair enough. But signing a contract also comes down to the AFL. Yeah, oh yeah. What I mean is so um I know that certain grounds get promised certain games as marquee games as part yeah. of their deals with them and those contracts are often like for 5 or 6 years. Yeah, and it certainly won't change next year when they're desperate for money. No. I I I would love to see it go to Darwin though. Um yeah, the AFL next year will be like we're holding four grand finals. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Wow, yeah, they might. If there was ever a year to do it, they'll be like, shit, we need money. Let's do a best of three. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll turn into the NBA playoffs. <laughs> First week of finals. You've got you to play the other team seven times. <laughs> oh. Look, Essendon were never expected to win this game, so it was nice that it was very competitive. And look, 
there was some interesting decisions that may or may not have impacted the entire flow of the game. And that's fine. Sometimes umpires make bad decisions. Happens in all sport. Bad umpiring decisions don't always cost certain underdog teams uh, 11... Like, umpiring decisions often don't result in, uh, you know, 12-point plays, but in this case it did, and that's fine. Uh, I mean, sure, Resident lost by 12 points, and we were very much up and about when a certain goal was overturned, but that these things happen. Let's just focus on the good things, which was Essendon were very competitive against Richmond. They kicked 10 goals one, and the one was rushed. Oh, I dream of that. Joel, you've dreamed oh, of that often. I was, it, it was crazy. I couldn't believe it. Two goals off recording St. Kilda. Yeah, fucking And they kicked 12-1 earlier. And the rushed one was like, only just rushed, which was shit because it was Mozzie's second goal and it was fucking off the off its head. Um, <laughs> he is he loves footy. Irving Mosquito oh, yeah. had a huge first game. Oh, it was good. The first three goals that Essen kicked in the game all came from players that came into the game that had never kicked a goal before because he had Irving Mosquito kick the first goal. Dylan Clark kicked the second goal, who hadn't kicked a goal in AFL before, and then Irving Mosquito kicked the third goal. <laughs> Irving's He's gonna be third awesome. goal was off the chain. Mm. Just got the ball and was like, you know, I fucking got this, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Just put the foot down. Yeah. I had the confidence. Yeah, Tipper's goal was sick. Unfortunately, yeah, that push in the back that was the softest of touches. Joel, I don't think it was a push because I'm pretty sure forwards under the new rule changes that came in two years ago can hold their space with a straight arm and uh, Jakey's arm doesn't bend. Yeah, and uh, one thing I've realized about this uh, is that Jake Stringer loves Tipper so much and I'd never really noticed it before, (laughs) but like anytime someone goes after Tipper or even in this situation... Jake Stringer is just there immediately. And I know that they both play in the forward line, but even like when they're walking off the ground together, Jake Stringer was like immediately to Tipper, which is a pairing I wouldn't have expected. <laughs> this is a positive for you, Joel, I think. And um, and Tom, well, for most teams that haven't had to you know leave Queensland, um, you know when you go like away on a footy trip and it brings the boys together, yeah. it's a real bonding thing. He basically had a whole season of that. I just wonder if it's going to translate to better footy next year. He's going to have all these teams that are just really tight. Yeah. Well, um, there was a little bit early on in the Richmond game where there was like a few pushes and shoves that turned almost melee-like. And yeah, Essendon players were fired up. Like, again, Jake Stringer especially. And look, I know that he looks like a man who loves a fight, but- he also sometimes has the appeal of like kind of like a glass jaw man, which is like he can give it but can't take it. But no, he was ready to die for uh, the Essendon Football Club. <laughs> and he barely had an impact in the game, but his presence was nice. Hmm. Look, uh, we lost by 12 points to Richmond. Most people probably would have pegged us to lose by 60 plus points. And yeah, our young players were looking so good. Well, and Merritt had a massive game as well. Like yeah. he's had that patch at the start of the year everyone was like they're not getting enough from Zach Merritt and then he's just like flicked a switch mm. the commentator still went after him saying that uh, he doesn't kick enough goals and the Essendon midfield don't kick enough goals that's that's become like a lazy channel 7 thing I yeah. think just to be yeah. like oh I need more goals from the midfielders well, or if a midfielder it, gets 30 touches a game but doesn't kick a goal he's obviously shit mm. according it's, to it's, 
It's the it's literally their catch cry. They have that one, which is usually the Saturday night crew, and then the Friday night crew bemoan um, not kicking it straight down the middle and playing on fast, mm. which doesn't make any sense in modern football when you're playing a team that sets up well behind the ball. Like, don't Richmond are not a team that you play on fast against because that's what they want you to do. They want you to go quick so you make a mistake and then they'll they'll kill you and go back the other way. Well, like, it's baffling. One thing, one last positive before we move on, is Essendon's defensive efforts in the their, our defensive 50 were fucked. We lost by 12 points and Richmond had 44 more inside 50s than us. Actually, yeah, 44 <laughs> is insane. Yeah, like, that's, that's a 40-goal smashing. Yeah, it was. <laughs> they should have won by 67 points at half time. Yeah, but no, because our defense set up like a fucking brick wall. Sam Draper sneaking but, into the back line. Pretty juicy. Oh, he's going to be great. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you, that gives a lot of hope to other teams, though, Joel. What'd you have? 24 inside 50s, and you kicked 10 goals. So, like, the efficiency was awesome. Yeah. Like, their back line, when you get it in there, Richmond's back line's sort of. A bit flaky at the moment, possibly, yeah. which is good. It's good for business. Watching this game and seeing those stats made me excited for when we play them because if there's one thing that Geelong have that's really good, it's our back line. So you can have as many inside 50s as you like. Harry Taylor's going to mark them all. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it was good, I guess. Like It was as good of a lo- It was much better to watch this than it was to watch us lose to St. Kilda or, fuck, the Brisbane loss was real bad. Like This was enough that I was like, all right, where uh, there's hope, there's a pulse. Yeah, exactly. And it look again, the thing that I worry about because the media has always hyped this, and it's always because Essendon have had issues with stuff like this in the past. I've just like I just like when the Essendon team looks like it's playing well together and enjoys playing with each other. And like yeah. I don't think we've ever really officially had that as an issue, but the media have said it multiple times. Like uh, there's like lots of different groups in Essendon. They all hate the coach and hate each other. And but I just don't think that that yeah. is true, especially not with this current playing group. Because yeah, like I said, there was a lot of people that just like just seem to love getting around each other. Yeah. Oh, when Mosquito kicked his second goal, he ran straight to Tipper, and it was so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, it's good. It's good for going to see a lot of that. Yeah, fucking hell. Well, tell you what, Sean, I don't know if I'm ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> you will be. <laughs> also, going into this, Irving Mosquito had mostly played in defense. Really? Yeah, apparently in the, uh, like, recently in the VFL, I think it was VFL, or whatever he was been playing in recently, yeah, they had him in the back half. I don't know what that was about, but uh, he loves kicking goals. That that might just be That might just be an educational thing Yeah, to get him into the mindset of, players that are going to play on him yeah. like defensively because he seems like a natural forward. Yeah. Exciting, quick. Oh yeah. Juicy. It's also good like with him, like he was someone that's been hyped for so long for him just to come in and have a massive first game. Like he lived up to the hype. Yeah, like if he came in and had like a Ned Cahill <laughs> performance, you'd be a bit like, "Ah." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like no offense to Ned, but like he, he had a rough first game. Your name's Irving Mosquito. You've got to come out firing in your yeah, first game. And he did. <laughs> Next game, uh, Fremantle took on Sydney. Yeah. yeah. Nobody did cared. Nobody watched. It was on at the same time. <laughs> one thing I will say, boys, there is only one player left in the competition who has kicked a goal in every game, and he plays for Freya, and that is Matt Tabiner. Fuck. 
He's um, skyrocketing up the Coleman too. He is, uh, yeah, just cruising. Just cruising. Mm. Shout. Good player. He's finally getting there, I think, because I think there's better players around him. He's not expected to be Pavlich because no one can be, mm. which is kind of nice. Um, yeah, good on you, Freo. And Sydney, I don't know what the fuck happened, but it was bad. <laughs> I think they, just- Look, I think they used all their petrol last week. Next game. Uh, and this is, this oh. is, yeah, fucking heart attack central for you, Tom. You shit in your pants all day. <laughs> Look, I realized halfway through the week that we were getting the Crows on Texas 200th, and I was like, you fuckers. You absolute <laughs> fucks. If they were going to lift for anyone, it was going to be Texas 200th. Um, and they did for a bit, and I think Geelong went into that game thinking we won't have to get out of first gear. And we really didn't. We we didn't sort of get going until the back half of sort of the third quarter. And then I think, you know, we kicked most of the last goals and kind of suffocated them. And the result was was 28 points, so about a five-goal margin. Mm. We didn't belt them. But the positive I took from that is that last year or the season before, this is a game we lose. This game against Adelaide where we've we've just had a great game against like a couple of, you know, premiership contenders and we're flying and everyone's talking about how great we are. We're going to be playing the bottom side. Traditionally, this is a game that we'd lose. Yeah. But they stuck the fat um, with a few players not playing. Selwood out, Taylor out, Tui out. Um, and we, you know, held on. Hawkins kicked another three. Cam Guthrie had 33 possessions and just... Went fucking berserk in the midfield. This this is the best thing. The the Guthrie Menegola lift in the midfield has been one of the best things for Geelong as a team because it means that if Dangerfield is getting tagged or Selwood's injured, there's still guys getting the ball out of the middle. And I didn't realize until I was watching the game that Mitch Duncan didn't play in any of our finals last year. And Jesus, like his delivery to Hawkins, anytime he gets the ball, nine times out of ten, that ball goes to Tom Hawkins, and it is wrapped up with a little bow and some kisses on it. It's beautiful. <laughs> so, Tom, just quickly, and I don't want this to take away from how much I hate Adelaide, because I do, uh, and yep. nothing would yep. make me happier than a season where they don't win a game. But to say that you didn't get out of first gear for the first three quarters I think is a bit unfair, because Adelaide fucking well, no, yeah. turned up. It wasn't that you were playing shit. The pressure from both teams No, no, I think Geelong went in thinking they weren't going to have to get out of the first gear. Sorry, that's what I mean. As in, like, Geelong going to this game going, oh, it's just Adelaide, and Adelaide were like, nah, fuck yeah, yeah. we're going to fucking tackle and chase you, Andrews. You you did say that, Tom, but then you implied that they did stay in that mindset until three-quarter time, and I just don't think that's true. I think that they shit themselves immediately because Adelaide were like, fuck you. We're going to win sometime this year. Might as well be today. Uh, but yeah, so at, glad it wasn't at three quarter time, Tom. Uh, Adelaide, I think, were yeah, they kicked a really late goal in the third quarter. They were back, brought it back down to nine points, and you were worried. And I said, Tom, you're going to kick at least five goals in the next quarter. You'll win by thirty points, and uh, you did. So what I'm trying to say we is, did. you should listen to me. I, I do, <laughs> I did, and I was like, as soon as the score oh, happened, I was like, ah, Dusha was right. It was five goals. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're cruising. It's if, good. I like it. We're playing well. And um, Lockie Henderson has been a weird surprise for Geelong because he got delisted and then re-rookied at the end of the year. Um, and I don't think it was ever going to really factor. I think he was kind of there because they needed someone on a list, bit of leadership, and a break glass for the back line. Mm. He's come in for the Collingwood game or the 
Frio game, and he hasn't been out since. And he's been keeping that spot and playing really well, which is weirdly meant that Blitzars can be played anywhere on the ground whenever Chris Scott needs him. Need him fullback, chuck him down there. He's really good down there. We need him on the wing right now, chuck him on the wing. He went forward, kicked a goal, played in the ruck at times. It's good. I would have been worried having Henderson in and losing Blitzarves from there, but we're not we're not robbing anyone for having Blitzarves in a different position. It's kind of just a benefit of having a bit of depth, which is a nice surprise. Yeah. So, the only one you're robbing is Blitzarves of an All Australian jacket. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: can you give him an All Australian jacket on the bench and list his position as all four? Just have him as a utility on the bench. <laughs> yeah, just UT. <laughs> yeah. Well. I mean, yeah, they could. I don't think they will. That be- that bench is stacked with fucking midfielders, probably. Yeah. Uh, I hope we see some new faces. I honestly, I hope Menegola and Guthley make all Australian with the way they've been playing in the midfield. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Who knows? We'll find out soon. So next game, Sean, fucking heart attack city. Just fucking kick straight. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck! <laughs> uh, so Brisbane beat St Kilda by next game two points. <laughs> uh, Brisbane kicked six goals 14-50 to St Kilda's yeah, seven goals yeah. six forty eight. And uh, yeah, Sean, fuck that last quarter. <laughs> There's different kinds of heart attack football. I think yeah. like winning this. So we won, won this by two points. You don't really know how to feel when the siren goes. It's uh, relief. Yeah. You just feel relief. But if it had been like a two-point margin and Brisbane had like kicked a late goal to get in front or something, then it's huge. Yeah. Then you're like, you're off your fucking dick yeah. celebrating. Like, I don't know. The last two weeks, weirdly, I have not felt panicked. I've just felt probably angry yeah. for the whole at least the last 10 minutes where I'm like if we lose this this is just so fucking annoying when because we just shouldn't <laughs> we shouldn't be in positions where we're losing these games yeah. Brisbane can kick straight this year I I'm scared for whoever they're playing against well because they'll fucking kill yeah them. so they there was a ladder <laughs> that there's a Facebook page called useless AFL starts uh, and they posted a ladder where if the points were goals and if the goals were points uh, then they posted a ladder of like who would have won and who would have lost. Brisbane are top of the ladder there, and they were the only team that were, I think, in the top four that were then in the top four of this fucked ladder as well. Yeah, and that shows. I saw that yeah. ladder. Yeah, and for the most part, when the, when they do that flip, a lot of results yeah. change. But Brisbane have just kicked so many <laughs> points that it's just like, nah, it doesn't really like they've been lucky, I guess, or maybe they've been they've been good enough. They've been good enough to kick 6-14 mm. and still win games. The only time where it's really fucked them, I think, is against Richmond. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember the other the other losses, if it was goal-kicking related. That, that Geelong was. game against us, you had us by the balls in the second quarter, but couldn't convert, and then we came back out in the third. That's right. Yeah. And then I, the other loss was against Hawthorne at the start of the year. I don't even yeah, remember. Yeah, basically it. a different yeah. year. Um, yeah, they fuck. If they turn it on. It will be exciting. There was a, a debutante named Tom Fullerton. Um, he's a ruck slash forward for us. Um, he had. I really hope he has a long career because I'll tell you what, boys, it's going to be 
Very fun hearing the commentators remind you that he used to be a basketballer <laughs> every single time he plays. It's going to happen. Well, Sean, he had... They just... Oh. He had a five-minute passage that was off its head. Oh, mate. It was my favourite part of the game. <laughs> Things were sort of in the balance. Uh, Brisbane had been missing a lot of shots. And then um, I think, was it... Did he kick his goal yeah, first? He-, he got forward and just kicked one on the run, and it was fucking huge, and everyone got around him. He just had, like, yeah, this little five-minute patch where he went into the ruck and just went ballistic. tore Paddy Ryder apart. Like, <laughs> he just he would hit it forward, and then he would run forward, and Paddy Ryder just, I don't know, couldn't go with him, I guess, or maybe didn't respect him enough as an opponent to go with him. And, and he set up, he kicked one, and he set up another one. Like, immediately oh, after. It was going off. So, yeah, he came in for Matty Eagles, who I don't think we'll see again. Um, this season. And in fact, if they drop the list sizes, Matty Eagles might not um, be on the team next year, which is a bit sad. But I don't know. He had a crack and he kind of he went okay for a couple of weeks. But I think Tommy Fullard and he kicked a goal. He missed two other mm. ones. He set up another one. That's pretty good for a first yeah. game. And he's quick for a big dude too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's got that uh, speed of a basketballer, Tom. Did you know that he used to play basketball? <laughs> Did he really? Did he really? Just on commentary talking yeah. points, on the Saturday night game, uh, I was counting, Luke Darcy mentioned uh, that tickets to the Darwin Dreamtime game sold out in two minutes eight times. Yeah. Mate, there was a what, like a 60-second passage where he said it three times and Richo said it twice. And I'm like, oh, what yeah. the fuck is going on? Oh, again, they ran out of head. things to talk about because they got worried they were going to accidentally be racist. Um, also, so Channel 7 did the Brisbane-St. Kilda game, and so Bruce was doing it, and I could tell a little bit of a difference from the last Brisbane game he did. He's obviously done a lot of research yep. between now and then because he yep. was talking about a lot more players, and he knew a little bit more about everybody, um, which you know he should have done yeah, the first time before now. But it's good that Brisbane are starting to get a bit more exposure, so we're going to hear a few different names. Because that's Zorko and Lockie Neal and Lyons didn't really have a great game. And Brisbane still managed to dominate a lot of areas and should have won by heaps more. So, like, yeah. Barry was awesome. Um, McCluggage was good. Zach Bailey just continues to fucking light it up. I'm loving Sean, him this year. you know why you didn't panic, mate? Hmm. Because early on in the game, Bailey kicked a goal. Harris Andrews. No, Bailey kicked the goal. Oh, that's right, yeah. You were like, oh, cool. Yeah, that's when Even I knew. if it gets close, we can't lose. Also, Brisbane's, like, if there's one positive to come out of Nearly fucking up and having like, we've had, I think, three results within four points now where we've won. It's just, it probably puts you in good stead where if you're in the finals and it's a really tight game. Brisbane know that they can grind it out and get it done. Like the back yep. line's holding up well. And fuck, in the last probably two minutes of the game, I reckon Brisbane spoiled St. Kilda's kicks like five or six times. There was just spoils going yeah, off left and right. Yeah, they were fucked spoils. Yeah, big ones. In the last quarter, I uh, realized that I had a friend in need, so I jumped on the bike, and uh, I yes, think good boy. I helped ride Brisbane to uh, safe hands. <laughs> yeah, I um I didn't go on the bike for this game. I did for a couple of other games in the round, but not for this one because I just felt like I needed I needed the yeah. wall. I needed to be able to high five the wall. Um, yeah. Um, I want to point out Eric Hipwood had. One of his better games, he just missed four shots a goal. That was disappointing, but he was he took a fucking screamer. Oh, that mark he was, was a monster. Imposing himself on the game. And like, oh, he's I've been saying it for a long time. He's 
just building up, building. He's getting ready to explode. He just needs to fix the goal kicking, and then it's on. Yeah. And one more thing on this game, and then we can move on. Um, I loved Brisbane's Indigenous round jumper. Um, there was a lot of good jumpers. Brisbane's one was awesome, and it was designed by Alan Christensen. And it yep. had, um, similar to last year, it had um, uh, sort of symbols representing the families of all of Brisbane's Indigenous players. And it's just a really cool design. Oh, that's awesome. And um, I actually I really hope we see Bundy. Link McCarthy's been suspended for a week, so maybe Bundy can come in next week. I don't know. It's going to be big. Mm. The Bulldogs jumper was awesome too. I'm a big fan of that one. And Geelong's yeah. jumper. I liked that one too, Tom. Geelong's jumper's a great one. It's the same we had last year, but it's the one designed by Quinton Narkle. It's just really cool. And it's got, I think, uh, the names of the languages of all of the players at Geelong, like their sort of family names and things like that. Um, and a number yep. five that glows in the dark on the back for Polly Farmer. Mm. Glows in the dark, Sean. <laughs> That's bloody awesome, Tom. Can't get lost in that jumper. <laughs> Next game. West Coast beat Giants. Yeah, look. And look, it wasn't a result anyone was surprised by. What was kind of surprising is that Giants in the last quarter looked like that they may come back. Uh, Tom, you messaged me being like, well, messaged both of us, being like, boys, what are the chances of a comeback? Because... Uh, Eagles got almost 40 points up in the last quarter, but then Giants just started hammering goals. And I said zero, and then they didn't kick any goals after that. So what I'm saying is I cost Giants the game. They needed Good. three goals in about three and a half minutes, and it looked like at one point they were going to get it done. And then... They, they kicked one of those three required. Correct. It's going to be a wasted season. Although they still they have a pretty easy draw if they actually fucking turn up. There's every chance they still make the finals, and then you never know. They're 11th at the moment, and they have yep. Freer next week. Uh, then they've got fucking Carlton. Then they've got Adelaide. Oh. Oh. Then they've got Melbourne, and then they've got St. Kilda, and they might be able to sneak into the finals without that St. Kilda game mattering. See, the Giants have been dog shit this year. They're playing boring footy. They're out of form. But if they're good enough to be in finals, they win almost all of those games and they're in the yeah. finals. They might finish yep. like sixth. <laughs> yeah. They could, and, yeah. And get absolutely and then get smashed pummeled. in the grand final again. Yeah. they. It's bizarre. Have, do you guys see the stat about Jeremy Cameron? No. What about it? He's taken two marks inside forward 50 in the last five matches. Fuck. Still list him. Two marks. He's taken two marks, and I think he's kicked three goals in that time as well. That contract's weighing heavy on his mind. And you know what? He's just thinking about how good would it be if I was playing with Tom Hawkins. <laughs> he's probably thinking about that time he tried to murder Harris Andrews, and he feels yeah, like shit. he should. And he's finally caught up with him. That. <laughs> good. He's had so much time in hub life that it's just got to him. <laughs> the weight of conscience. Yeah. His consciousness is weighed on him. Um... <laughs> He's probably missing his fishing boat. He's got his little boat down there. Yeah, that's probably it. Get yeah. back on out on the boat, Jezza. Mm. Go and kiss a fish, yeah. Jez. And uh, put away that murderous intent. <laughs> so, last game of the round, which happened last night, was Collingwood took on North Melbourne. And I was really hoping for an upset so that we could come into this uh, round very excited. But unfortunately, Collingwood won by 30 points. And it was a very boring game and there's nothing to say. No. Disgusting. It was on for a minute and then it wasn't. Yeah, the, the same as the fucking Geelong Adelaide game. There was it looked on, but it was never really on. Like North Melbourne played yeah. well, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Right. Yeah, look. Yeah. 
Fuck through that game. Cool. Not talking about it. All right, let's do proper course around 14, boys. All right, Thursday night, Essendon will beat Hawthorne. Yep. Yep, Essendon. agree. Agree. Uh, whoa, double header on Thursday night. Fuck, it's not Thursday night at all. It's 4.40 on Thursday. <sighs> oh, yeah, boys, <laughs> the festival's back. It's part two of the festival. <laughs> Jesus, I forgot about that. Uh, then we have Richmond take on West Coast Thursday night. That is huge. Eagles. You think Eagles? Eagles. Oof. West Coast. Yep. Eagles are going to be keen to prove everyone that they can play in Queensland. But will Richmond uh, want to show everyone that uh, the scare they got from Essendon was not legitimate and they'll want to convert on those extra 44 inside 50s? They're not going to get them. West Coast. <sighs> yeah, I reckon I'm going to go West Coast as well then. Uh, Friday night. I'm changing to Rich- Richmond. I'm going to Richmond. <laughs> oh, Uh, Then we have Friday night uh, Western Bulldogs take on Geelong Huge game Geelong Geelong Bulldogs Is this just for Joel? (laughs) (laughs) Is this just to catch Joel, Sean? Uh, I do have a strategy, yeah (laughs) My strategy is that I want to win, Tom Saturday afternoon Port Adelaide take on Sydney That'll probably be the most one-sided game in the history of this year. Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide. Then we have Fremantle take on the Giants. Giants. Finals are on the line. Juicy. Nah, Fremantle. Tabernacle kick four. Freo. Then Melbourne take on St. Kilda. Again, Melbourne's finals are on the line. St. Kilda will win. Melbourne are no good. So St. Kilda will yep. win. <laughs> Melbourne. Then we have Carlton take on Collingwood. Ooh, fuck. It'd be so good if Carlton win this one. This traditionally is the game that I hate the most uh, as an Essendon supporter, but softened on Carlton and have directed my anger towards Adelaide now, I guess. Um, But yeah, look, I want Carlton to win. I hope they do win. Uh, That'd be good. Carlton. Then we have the Suns take on North Melbourne. Ooh, is that the sound of a who cares cup? Uh, a draw. Gold Coast. Gold Coast. Oh, draw. He's gone big. Massive call. Massive call by Sean. Email ESPN uh, footy tips. See if they can update it so that you can tip for a draw. <laughs> it's worth 100 <laughs> points. Instant win. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Speaking of emails, <laughs> do we have any emails, Joel? Yeah, we got a few. There's one pretty controversial email here. So let's start with that. So this is from Declan. Bit of background. Declan is an Essendon supporter. He announced in the Sandspants Radio Plus Discord chat, which uh, is for Sandspants Plus members, uh, that he had tipped Richmond, even though he barracked for Essendon, believed in Essendon, but he tipped Richmond so that if Essendon lose, it was just like a like a little bonus. So he could celebrate the win. Uh, he, he would get the point if they lost, but if Essendon won, he could celebrate the win and not worry about the tip. Uh, Sean and I... Saw uh, that and called him a TC, and he was not- I don't like yeah, it. Well, he didn't like us labeling him a TC either, because this is Declan's reply. Subject, the Dons, traitorous country, and cheating. Boys, how good were the Dons last night? Mosquito looks like a gun. And what difference having tall blokes like Draper and Stewart in the team makes? Next year is going to be big for us. Dusha and Kano who called me a TC for tipping Richmond. Here is why I'm not a TC. The tipping competition is something that I chose to take part in. Dusha, I'm going to stop you right there. Tom. Sean, is he a TC? I want to hear what he has to say. Oh. The tipping competition is something I chose to take part in. It's not an essential part of football. If I tip against Essendon and they lose, then at least I got something right. But let me make myself very clear. When I sat down to watch the game last night in my Don's shirt, scarf, and beanie, I didn't just want Essendon to win. This part's in bold. I truly believed they would, in my heart, right till the end. And I think that's what- Stop it there. Declan, that last sentence. You are the biggest traitor as a cunt (laughs) since Ken Hinckley. You can't say that you believe in your heart that they're going to win. You don't. You didn't believe that. If you did believe that, you would have tipped them. So you're either a coward or a TC, or I think both, <laughs> quite frankly. TCC. Back your team. Don't have a little, uh, little treat on the side if my team loses. If your team loses, you shouldn't be happy about anything. No. You shouldn't be like, oh, all right, I got my bonus point. But it's okay because I'm wearing my merchandise. You don't deserve to wear that merchandise. <laughs> you should throw it in the bin. Fuck. And as far as I'm concerned, you barrack for Richmond now. <laughs> so, uh, Declan, maybe don't throw out that merch. Just uh, paint that red stripe yellow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Nah, always tip for what you want. Always tip for what you want. Declan. To win. I Essendon losing the last couple of weeks has probably cost me the footy tipping competition. I'm still going to tip them every single fucking week because I believe. I don't... You just don't believe. Yeah. If you believe in your team, you tip your team. You back them every week. You do. Uh, Declan then says, finally, I felt that poor umpiring cost. I don't care. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. Well, Declan signs off with, I hope you can find it in yourself to revoke my TC status. Declan, got some terrible news for you. <laughs> it's gotten bigger, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Triple it. <laughs> Quaddy. You're a QTC. <laughs> Quad TC. Fuck. <laughs> uh, 
So <laughs> that really steams me up. <laughs> Believe in your team, man. Fuck. So, Tom. Sean, are you a 50-year-old man from the 1940s because things get you steamed up? Tom, you know that I'm an old man. <laughs> you know this. Tom. Fuck. Just to yes. call down uh, some... Just, just Look, we got, we got a puzzling email from Jordan, and I think that'll calm everyone down because I think it's going to take a lot to work through this. Subject. Okay. Something in this. <clears throat> and this is from Jordan. Good evening, professors of football. I thought it's crossed my mind as I watched Tom Hawkins line up a set shot against the Crows that I cannot escape or explain. Tom Hawkins is Tom Lynch's dad. I will not be taking any further questions at this time. (laughs) Jordan. Yeah. Your logic, because it isn't there, is... It's, well, it's impossible to fault. So, uh... A bit of background to this email, I think. Uh, so I have no further information about the email, but I have met Jordan in real life. Uh, I went to... Uh, so before HeyFam was part of the Sandspans Radio Network, I was in Sydney and went to one of their live shows. Jordan was there as well. And this live show uh, started at like 2 p.m. and it was at a bar. Jordan had been cut off uh, before the show started. <laughs> 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 so, uh, good call. You can't argue with that logic. <laughs> I, but you can't. Like, you actually cannot argue with that logic because how can you? Uh, and last email, oh, man. just to uh, stir up a bit of conversation, I guess. And this is from Aaron. Hi, footy profs. I'm curious about your opinions on which state should host the AFL Grand Final. Logic says it will either be the Gabba in Queensland or Optus Stadium in WA. My gut says Optus, the ground dimensions are most like the MCG, and WA is more of a pure footy state than Queensland. Cheers, Aaron. I think it's going to come down to not... I don't think WA are really in the conversation just because they have. you have to do a 14-day quarantine before you can do anything in WA as part of their lockdown laws, which is fair enough. Um, so I just don't see them. It would mean they'd have to play all the finals at Optus, potentially, and fans would have to yep. isolate... I think it's between if it doesn't go to Gabba, doesn't go to Queensland. Be, Queensland's the, the the front runner, but if it doesn't go to Queensland because of the spike in cases they've seen, I reckon it'll go to Adelaide Oval. Oof. Just be rough to see a ground. I just is. don't think WA are in the conversation, sadly. Just and it's purely government restrictions. Yeah, and also their premier has been a bit salty to the AFL as well, to be honest. Hmm. Which is, look, fair enough. He's looking out for his state. He's also fighting Clive Palmer, mm-hmm. which is fucking exhausting, probably. No, but he, he just had some comments at a press conference the other day that sounded like a man who knew that he wasn't getting the grand final mm-hmm. anyway. But yeah, I think it'll be the Gabba unless this outbreak in Queensland grows any yeah. bigger and maybe maybe it'll be in South Australia. Uh, that, if that outbreak grows any bigger, the fucking AFL... If I was the AFL, I would be getting away from Queensland for a bit now, just in case... It's a lot well, of money, can't. though, to yeah, do that. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. uh, that could really fuck the end of the season. Now, what they'll do is they'll just pull crowds from the venue. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right. Well, yeah. my vote is Gabba just because I don't want Adelaide Oval to have anything nice. Ooh. Oh, wait. Fuck. Adelaide Oval has that hill you can stand on. Watching a grand final there would be absolutely yeah. fucked. <sighs> it's a good looking ground. This is really hard for me. 
Um, no, I'm sticking with the Gabba for the reasons I stated before. But I've thought about it more now. So you can tell that it's coming from both my brain and my heart. <laughs> yeah, mm. Good to know, man. Um, and if you want to let us know where you think the grand final is going to be held, you can send us an email at howgoodsfooty at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at howgoodsfooty or individually, I'm at Awkward Trade. I'm at Carney from 55. And I'm at Douche13. Sean, you've got the, a new Twitter handle and a fucking huge one. Just to remind everyone of one of the biggest moments in AFL history. Voss, biggest moment of my life. <laughs> Voss is kicking him from fifty-five. You're tweeting him from fifty-five. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I hope. I wish Michael Voss would change his to Voss from fifty-five. <laughs> that would just be perfect. What a goal! What a man! What a moment! You can YouTube it, as I have done. All of all of the views on that video on YouTube are probably me. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere near that footage. <laughs> It's against Collingwood. Oh yeah, fuck. You should love it. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm there. I'm yeah, it's not against you guys. It up now. Yeah, for some reason I thought it was the 2001 yeah. Grand Final. No, 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 no. 2002. That's all right then. The big one. Oof. Yeah. Fuck. Oh yeah. Well, I'm off to go watch that and see you next week, boys. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.